We do like this song. It's just right for this time of year. It's the greatest gift sung by the family, Andrea Bocelli and his son Matteo Bocelli and daughter Virginia Bocelli. Despite the pandemic, Melbourne still saw 10 five-star hotels added to the room stock over the past three years. More recently, hotel developers have begun to look at four-star options outside the city centre, but still carrying recognisable brands. Some of these new hotels have been built in corporate campus environments. Others are positioned for the local leisure market, but they all offer a lower room price than the CBD. Belinda Jackson swapped her suburb for the Siebel Hotel in Ringwood, and she spoke to Graham Kemlow about her stay. Belinda Jackson, you have been in the absolute wilds of Melbourne. <laughs> I never yes. thought I'd say that. <laughs> Well, to a lot of listeners, it actually won't be the wilds, but for me, because I'm on the other side of the Westgate. Uh, yes, I was in deepest, darkest Ringwood on the weekend. Deepest, darkest Ringwood. What would take you to deepest, darkest <laughs> Ringwood? And, and why are you foisting this upon the, the listeners of Travel Writers Radio? Because I'm bringing you a trend. I'm bringing you a hotel trend okay. that I've, I've actually been tracking. Um, and it's something that's been coming up over the last year or two. And yeah. that is the rise of... Of good of quality suburban hotels, sort of so, branded product, you mean? Branded product, and yeah. what has opened in deepest darkest Ringwood mm. is the is a new Siebel Hotel. So it's it's uh, just coming up to about one one year old now. Okay. It opened at the tail end of COVID because if you remember last year in in uh, in in the midst of COVID, we had ten five star hotels open in Melbourne in the in like in the heart of Melbourne. Unbelievable, yeah. Unbelievable. So I dubbed that the year of the five star. This year has all been about the rise and the rise of the four-star. So right. um, what you're getting is, uh, and the benefits for us, is that we are getting um, four-star hotels, so they're at a, you know, at a more affordable price. But a lot of them, like the one that I stayed at, are owned by a larger company, so that that hotel has the benefit of the interior design, the food direction, the styling, and, and all of those luxury those those things that you would normally get in a luxury property and you'll find this trickle down effect into the four stars you might not have all the bells and whistles but what you've got is a is a very solid um offering for people in the suburbs and what we found in the way that we were traveling after covid as everybody will know you know we were confined to especially here in victoria to our own regions yeah, so people we were. were discovering discovering their their local areas so right. so what we found is particularly in in the suburbs of Melbourne and also in the suburbs of Sydney, the rise of these four-star hotels. And I think it's a great thing for us. Um, like, I went on a staycation. I had a staycay. Oh, <laughs> in well, I love that, yeah. Yeah. I mean, normally I go into the city for a good staycay. But mm. as it as it fell, um, I was in Ringwood and I did get all of my Christmas shopping done because the hotel that I stayed at, which is the new Siebel Ringwood, mm. um, is right opposite Eastland, so I was oh, Eastland in Eastland being a big shopping centre. Now, for those who are not in Melbourne, might even not in Australia perhaps, this is about an hour out of Melbourne, the Ringwood. Uh, well, and, and, and to the to the eastern, it's still in Melbourne, so... Yeah, but an, an hour out of the city. Oh, an hour from the city, say. yeah. And uh, a lot of commuters come from Ringwood into the city to work each day, maybe less than they used to be, but we do still have some workers turning up in Melbourne offices. 
And uh, Ringwood's also, though, got a group of corporate head offices out there, out that way. There's like a mini um, corporate uh, environment out on the on the main highway, the Maroondah Highway. So that's probably another reason why a hotel group would put a branded product out there because they're looking for the corporate dollar as well as the local wedding or the... Uh, uh, you know the celebrations that would occur out on, on that side of town. People don't have to go to the city anymore for what you've said is a quality product. The photos you've shown me are terrific. It's uh, it's it's subtle in the way it's decorated, pale you know pale greys and things like that. Very soothing, and it's got a good chef by the look of the food. Uh, the chef was fantastic. His name's Nathan George, right. and they just released their spring 2020 menu. Mm. Um, now, one of the other reasons, though, I hope. 2022. Yeah. But one of the other reasons, before we get into that, and that will tie in with the food, mm. the other reason to stay in a hotel in, in this area is that it it's uh, it is only half an hour from one of Victoria's premier tourism locations, which is the Yarra Valley. Of so, yeah. so the hotel is on on the city fringe. It's um, so if you're talking about one of the most famous things there would would be the Hillsville Sanctuary um, for Australian wildlife. That's 40 minutes away. Puffing Billy, which is the gorgeous steam train that climbs up the Dandenong Ranges, is only 25 minutes drive. And you can now and hang your legs out the side of it. You again. can hang, which I've done. I, I think I have a photo of me, um, which the local paper ran when I was about two and my oh, sister right? and I. I know, you've taken yeah. your daughter to do the same. I'm taking her this, um, these school holidays, actually. Oh, fabulous. Yeah, so, um, because there's a lot happening in the era valley um mm. as well you know there's there's new cellar doors like the um four pillars ginger cellary and that's only a 40 minute drive mm. um and then you know beautiful uh rochford wines yarra valley chocolatier all of that that's only about a half an hour's drive from here so yes. as you know it can be tricky getting accommodation up in the yarra valley which doesn't it, it doesn't have a lot of big hotels so no, it doesn't, doesn't. It, no. so it sort of runs more on the um, B&B front so that so at times it can be a bit tricky and what we found uh, in in the way people because everybody gets married up there is that people get married and then they come back down and stay on the edge of Melbourne and and this hotel the Siebel is really perfectly positioned for that sort of thing right. and that when I was having a chat with the staff there they said that their busiest nights are Friday and Saturday nights definitely and I saw um, hordes of wedding goers heading off in, in their fabulous finery when we yeah. came in on Saturday afternoon. Yeah, okay. Well, there are other brands that I reckon would ra- rank similarly. For example, Hyatt Place, uh, yes. which is a, you know another international brand, but a cut-down version thereof. Uh, yep. Hyatt-centric, I think, tends to be a little bit more city-focused. Um, Sheraton in the States is, is a good suburban hotel, but di- different here. You know, I don't think we've got a real Sheraton in Melbourne anymore. Um, but and Hilton, you know, is a is a suburban brand in the US. So we are seeing a little bit more of that of that product, less five star, more four four and a half. So yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, just across the road is the Sage Hotel, which is owned by Next Hotels as well. Yes. Um, so so it it is a trend, and I I, I actually wrote about this um, with the Sydney Morning Herald. Uh, not that long ago, and was having a chat with the with um, with the hotel groups, and that that data was definitely driven by um, you know by search engines such as uh, um, uh, what if and stays and that sort of thing, yeah. and looking at where people are wanting to stay, and they were wanting not necessarily to stay in the city centres, which you know were quite turned off during the pandemic, yeah. um, and these are these are also close to family members as well, because you know as they say 
guests and fish go off after how many yes, days? Yes, absolutely <laughs> do. Only a few days, I think. <laughs> Yeah, as exactly. Everybody's about to find out this. Yeah, this as you as you yes, exactly. So so that's where that's where the Siebel is tapping into it. Okay. The other thing too, I mean, it's beside Ringwood Station, um, but it's got that real sort of urban living feel about it. It's quite an interesting curved building sitting on the Maroondah mm. Highway. So you know you you're you're pretty much gunning it out on one of the major on one of the major arterials. You just skip off into into the hotel, and yeah. it's a great location. What I did really like about it, and now we can go to the food i'll let you talk about food now um which is that you know headed up by the chef nathan george what i found we ate in the hotel on a saturday night and that's that's part of a couple of trends doing that is tapping into a couple of trends and that is the return of the hotel restaurant which uh you'd find in a lot of these um paired back versions of of the big five stars as they don't keep a restaurant in sight especially in in melbourne cbd where there is so much good dining then a lot of the hotels that you'll see opening there just have a you know a snack menu or they often team up with one of the food delivery services such as doordash or uber eats so that you know you can get your pizzas delivered to the reception i'd say if you're getting that you're definitely not in a five star I don't know. I mean, I you could organise it yourself, but I mean, if they're yeah, offering yeah. you an Uber, uh, I doubt if that's a five star. Do you think? Well, no, I, I, I actually think that's part of the egalitarianism of hotel stays these oh, days. Because okay. I, I, I've seen, I was staying in a hotel in Saudi Arabia not that long ago, which was a five star, and everybody was ordering pizza from uh, because the the fancy hotel restaurant didn't have it and people just wanted to sit in and you know watch movies and and eat pizza and stuff mm. um i saw an inordinate amount of pizzas coming in through the Incredible. through the i know it was and that was the first time i'd seen it and now I've, i now that my eyes are opened and i'm seeing that as a trend too around the hotels in that that i've been staying at around australia so you could do that but or you can go down to the restaurant that's in that is in house and um what I, you know, it was packed Saturday night, not and not a late night either. We're quite late eaters, and but we'd skipped lunch, went for an early dinner, six thirty. The restaurant was half full. By seven thirty, it was completely packed, and it seemed a large proportion of those were actually locals of coming oh. there. So it, it, it's actually a destination restaurant, and I I thought that was sensational. Yeah. It just proved that we're not all just sitting in our rooms eating pizza. No, that sounds great, and. What sort of a rate do you think you'd be paying there? Do you any idea? Well, this is where it also too it reflects that um, four star nature. So, um, if you had a look over the next couple of weeks, then you'll be paying roughly between one hundred and seventy to two hundred dollars a night. Wow, so, that's actually good. Yeah, and that um, and uh, you know it does full breakfasts as well, which are delicious. Mm. But the thing about that restaurant too is that it actually has a sense of place. So it is tapping into its two main producers areas, which is the Dandenong Ranges yeah. and the Yarra Valley, to bring the to bring produce in, and also, of course, on the wine list. You know, there's some cracker wines on there yeah. that you're drawn from from the Yarra Valley, from sparklings to you know they're they're you know they are so well known for cool climate um, Pinot Noirs. So I stayed. Yeah. I stayed um, very local, very patriotic, and the type of food that they were featuring on that menu, you know, really focused on. Uh, like on, you had a on trout dish right there that looked beautiful. Oh, fabulous trout! Mm. And there was, uh, you know, really beautiful rhubarb. There was a rhubarb yeah. dessert. There was a bit of a standout as well. They had a lamb tomahawk, which I don't think I've ever, I've ever had a lamb tomahawk. But this but is it was, like a dirty big beef. Uh, well, it was. It was. Cut, it, isn't it? Yeah, I've not not quite not right. quite as intimidating. Like no. so, so um, yeah. But a gorgeous kingfish ceviche and um, and and I just think 
you know, when you pair it with something like, you know, they had uh, the Pinots from Sticks in the Yarra Valley and I mean, and um, Giant Steps and those sorts of, you know, uh, fantastic uh, light, light reds, yeah. then you really can't go wrong on this one. So I think they've done a great, well, I a think great job. I think as a trend spotter, you've done well. I've, Thank you. I think you've, uh, you've done really well there. So maybe we'll have to put you on the suburban gravy train and <laughs> what else you can come up with around the wilds of Melbourne. There are plenty of uh, this is this is a national trend, you know. This is right. and there's plenty of this coming um, around the around the country, and you'll see that on the fringes, you know, places in in Sydney, you know. I mean, Parramatta's not on the fringes anymore, but you know, that's such a growth area of yeah. of great hotels. Also, as you say, tapping into the commercial um, the commercial setups there. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I think it's I think it's a trend that we're going to see an uh, in, in increasing trend as we as we explore more of our own country, and I think. With rising air, you know, rising airfares is going to be the, you know, that next hindrance. Until that's sorted out, mm. then why not see what's on our own doorstep? From a hotel perspective, it's obviously going to be cheaper to put a 12-storey hotel in a suburban location than try to jam 12 storeys into the CBD or, um, you know, even in a in a suburban Melbourne. Just the well, land alone is going to be outrageously that much more expensive, isn't it? Yeah, well, actually, to, um, just to point out that the Siebel has only six storeys, so it's not an enormous skyscraper. Mm. Whereas when you're staying in the CBD, you've got to put those, you've, you've got to go up Multi. because of, you know, the smaller yeah. footprint. Yeah. And also you, you have to make value out of it. But then um, then that lets you also put in the facilities like, you know, there's a gym on the ground floor. There's also a guest laundry, which yeah. is one of those one of those peculiar features. I think one of those welcome features that you'll find that I found in a lot of the new four-star is that um, you know while they don't have a pool, they've still got a compact gym, and they but they've got things like a guest laundry, and then they've got um, they've got kitchenettes that are actually set up to encourage people to stay a little longer. So we had a hot plate in our room. We also had first time I've seen um, a a grater, you know, like a vegetable grater in a oh. in a hotel. Which is, I know that was a bit random, but I thought, oh, there you go. That's the as cheese well as, on toast, isn't it? That's a little bit of cheese on toast, um, and you know the full kit. There was a a, a convection microwave oven. But as well, you know, you've got your iron, and, and I know a lot of people look for ironing boards. Me, never, never. I would rather go out unironed than iron anything. But um, that's right. why crush-free clothing was invented. Yeah. Unfortunately, um, that's not big for men. You I, find me a crush-free suit. I was going to say I know a lot of men look for it. Um, that's because I never do. But, um, mm. yeah, my husband's always, um, you know, chasing around for the iron. I am too. God love him. Yeah, I don't iron. So um, so it had all of those facilities so that you could stay or if you are staying there just for one night, you've got everything at your fingertips so you're not having to run out and you're not compromising as well. So, you know, a okay. good coffee machine and um, and and enough to actually have uh, people around for a glass of wine or something afterwards. Well, I tell you what, Belle, I think you've actually hit the nail on the head. We need to keep our ears open because I remember Intercontinental saying that the IHG group, as they call themselves, saying that they were going to invest in suburban locations. And I was thinking, wow, you know, how many of them could there possibly be around Melbourne? Well, I think they're inventing them. There was one, they went put something up in Dandenong and uh, there's, of course, uh, Essendon Airport's got a Hyatt. Um, you know, there's an interesting range of options. So we might just have to keep an, an eye on that and uh, report so people know what, what options they have apart from the CBD. 
Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, you, you've hit the nail on the head, you know, things like Dandenong and, and those peripherals. Um, tapping into the key the, the key tourism locations in, uh, in well, in, in Melbourne anyway, yeah. you know, this is this is on the road down to the Mornington Peninsula up to um, up to the Yarra Ranges. You know that's that's the sort of thing that they're that they're tapping into, um, and in the locations that they're putting them on the on the suburban fringe, beside the freeways, so they're easy to get off to. But uh, on the way on the way to somewhere, just uh, you know, uh, one of our fabulous um, tourism destinations here in Victoria. Sounds great. Well, Belinda, thanks very much for being with us this year on Travel Writers Radio. I've really appreciated your reporting from all around the world. You've had a wonderful year of. A traveller, I know you're bored absolutely at the minute. <laughs> You've got nowhere to go. No, uh, I'm working now, I'm writing. Now I'm just going to sit down and write for the summer, which is brilliant. Well, that's good. I'm very appreciative of your being uh, available to us, and we look forward to chatting with you again in 2023. And have a lovely uh, break. We do like this song. It's just right for this time of year. It's the greatest gift sung by the family. Andrea Bocelli and his son Matteo Bocelli and daughter Virginia Bocelli. Despite the pandemic, Melbourne still saw 10 five-star hotels added to the room stock over the past three years. More recently, hotel developers have begun to look at four-star options outside the city centre, but still carrying recognisable brands. Some of these new hotels have been built in corporate campus environments. Others are positioned for the local leisure market, but they all offer a lower room price than the CBD. Belinda Jackson swapped her suburb for the Siebel Hotel in Ringwood, and she spoke to Graham Kemlow about her stay. Belinda Jackson, you have been in the absolute wilds of Melbourne. <laughs> I never yes. thought I'd say that. <laughs> Well, to a lot of listeners, it actually won't be the wilds, but for me, because I'm on the other side of the Westgate. Uh, yes, I was in deepest, darkest Ringwood on the weekend. Deepest, darkest Ringwood. What would take you to deepest, darkest <laughs> Ringwood? And, and why are you foisting this upon the, the listeners of Travel Writers Radio? Because I'm bringing you a trend. I'm bringing you a hotel trend okay. that I've, I've actually been tracking. Um, and it's something that's been coming up over the last year or two. And yeah. that is the rise of... Of good of quality suburban hotels, sort of so, branded product, you mean? Branded product, and yeah. what has opened in deepest darkest Ringwood mm. is the is a new Siebel Hotel. So it's it's uh, just coming up to about one one year old now. Okay. It opened at the tail end of COVID because if you remember last year in in uh, in in the midst of COVID, we had ten five star hotels open in Melbourne in the in like in the heart of Melbourne. Unbelievable, yeah. Unbelievable. So I dubbed that the year of the five star. This year has all been about the rise and the rise of the four star. So right. um, what you're getting is, uh, and the benefits for us is that we are getting um, four star hotels. So they're at a you know at a more affordable price. But a lot of them, like the one that I stayed at, are owned by a larger company. So that that hotel has the benefit of the interior design, the food direction, the styling, and and all of those. Luxury, those those things that you would normally get in a luxury property, and you'll find this trickle down effect into the four stars. You might not have all the bells and whistles, but what you've got is a is a very solid, um, 
offering for people in the suburbs. And what we found in the way that we were travelling after COVID, as everybody will know, you know, we were confined to, especially here in Victoria, to our own regions. Yeah, so people we were. were discovering discovering their their local areas. So right. so what we found is particularly in in the suburbs of Melbourne and also in the suburbs of Sydney, the rise of these four-star hotels. And I think it's a great thing for us. Um, like, I went on a staycation. I had a staycay. Oh, <laughs> in well, I love that, yeah. Yeah. I mean, normally I go into the city for a good staycay. But mm. as it as it fell, um, I was in Ringwood and I did get all of my Christmas shopping done because the hotel that I stayed at, which is the new Siebel Ringwood, mm. um, is right opposite Eastland, so I was oh, Eastland in Eastland being a big shopping centre. Now, for those who are not in Melbourne, maybe even not in Australia perhaps, this is about an hour out of Melbourne, the Ringwood. Uh, well, and, and, and to the to the eastern, it's still in Melbourne, so... Yeah, but an, an hour out of the city. Oh, an hour from the city, say. yeah. And uh, a lot of commuters come from Ringwood into the city to work each day, maybe less than it used to be, but we do still have some workers turning up in Melbourne offices. And uh, Ringwood's also, though, got a group of corporate head offices out there, out that way. There's like a mini um, corporate uh, environment out on the on the main highway, the Maroondah Highway. So that's probably another reason why a hotel group would put a branded product out there because they're looking for the corporate dollar as well as the local wedding or the... Uh, uh, you know, the celebrations that would occur out on, on that side of town. People don't have to go to the city anymore for what you've said is a quality product. The photos you've shown me are terrific. It's, uh, it's, it's subtle in the way it's decorated, pale, you know, pale greys and things like that, very soothing. And it's got a good chef by the look of the food. Uh, the chef was fantastic. His name's Nathan George, right. and they just released their spring 2020 menu. Mm. Um, now, one of the other reasons, though, uh, 2022, yeah. but one of the other reasons before we get into that, and that will tie in with the food, mm. the other reason to stay in a hotel in, in this area is that it, it's, uh, it is only half an hour from one of Victoria's premier tourism locations, which is the Yarra Valley. Course, so yeah. so the hotel is on, on the city fringe. It's... Um, so if you're talking about one of the most famous things there would, would be the Hillsville Sanctuary um, for Australian wildlife. That's 40 minutes away. Puffing Billy, which is the gorgeous steam train that climbs up the Dandenong Ranges, is only 25 minutes drive. And you can now and hang your legs out the side of it. You again. can hang, which I've done. I, I think I have a photo of me, um, which the local paper ran when I was about two and my oh, sister right? and I. I know, yeah. taking your daughter to do the same. I'm taking her this, um, these school holidays, actually. Oh, fabulous. Yeah, so, um, because there's a lot happening in the era valley um mm. as well you know there's there's new cellar doors like the um four pillars ginger cellary and that's only a 40 minute drive mm. um and then you know beautiful uh, rochford wines yarra valley chocolatier all of that that's only about a half an hour's drive from here so yes. as you know it can be tricky getting accommodation up in the yarra valley which doesn't it, it doesn't have a lot of big hotels so no, it doesn't, doesn't. It, no. so it sort of runs more on the um, B&B front so that so at times it can be a bit tricky and what we found uh, in in the way people because everybody gets married up there is that people get married and then they come back down and stay on the edge of Melbourne and and this hotel the Siebel is really perfectly positioned for that sort of thing right. and that when I was having a chat with the staff there they said that their busiest nights are Friday and Saturday nights definitely and I saw um, hordes of wedding goers heading off in, in their fabulous finery when we yeah. came in on Saturday afternoon. Yeah. Okay. Well, there are other brands that I reckon would ra rank similarly. For example, Hyatt Place 
uh, yes. which is a, you know another international brand, but a cut down version thereof. Uh, yep. Hyatt centric, I think, tends to be a little bit more city focused. Um, Sheraton in the states is is a good suburban hotel, but different here. You know, I don't think we've got a real Sheraton in Melbourne anymore. Um, but and Hilton, you know, is a is a suburban brand in the US. So we are seeing a little bit more of that of that product, less five star or four, four and a half, so... Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, just across the road is the Sage Hotel, which is owned by Next Hotels as well. Yes. Um, so so it, it is a trend, and I, I, I actually wrote about this um, with the Sydney Morning Herald uh, not that long ago and was having a chat with the with um, with the hotel groups, and that, that data was definitely driven by, um, you know, by search engines such as... Uh, um, uh, what if and stays and that sort of thing yeah. and looking at where people are wanting to stay and they were wanting not necessarily to stay in the city centres which you know were quite turned off during the pandemic yeah. um, and these are these are also close to family members as well because you know as they say guests and fish go off after how many yes, days? Yes absolutely <laughs> do only a few days I think <laughs> Yeah, as exactly. Everybody's about to find out this. Yeah, this as you, as you, yes, exactly. So, so that's where that's where the Siebel is tapping into it. Okay. The other thing too, I mean, it's beside Ringwood Station, um, but it's got that real sort of urban living feel about it. It's quite an interesting curved building, sitting on mm. the Maroonda Highway. So, you know, you, you're you're pretty much gunning it out on one of the major on my, one of the major arterials. You just skip off into into the hotel and. Yeah. It's a great location. What I did really like about it, and now we can go to the food. I'll let you talk about food now, um, which is that, you know, headed up by the chef, Nathan George. What I found, we ate in the hotel on a Saturday night, and that's that's part of a couple of trends. Doing that is tapping into a couple of trends, and that is the return of the hotel restaurant, which... Uh, you'd find in a lot of these um, paired back versions of, of of the big five stars is they don't keep a restaurant in sight, especially in, in Melbourne CBD, where there is so much good dining, then a lot of the hotels that you'll see opening there just have a, you know, a snack menu, or they often team up with one of the food delivery services such as DoorDash or Uber Eats so that, you know, you can get your pizzas delivered to the reception. I'd say if you're getting that, you're definitely not in a five star. I don't know. I mean, I you have could organise it yourself, but I mean, if they're yeah, offering yeah. you an Uber, uh, I doubt if that's a five star. Do you think? Well, no, I, I, I actually think that's part of the egalitarianism of hotel stays these oh, days. Because okay. I, I, I've seen, I was staying in a hotel in Saudi Arabia not that long ago, which was a five star, and everybody was ordering pizza from uh, because the the fancy hotel restaurant didn't have it and people just wanted to sit in and you know watch movies and and eat pizza and stuff mm. um i saw an inordinate amount of pizzas coming in through the Incredible. through the i know it was and that was the first time i'd seen it and now i've I, now that my eyes are opened and i'm seeing that as a trend too around the hotels in that that i've been staying at around australia so you could do that but or you can go down to the restaurant that's in that is in house and um what I, you know, it was packed Saturday night, not and not a late night either. We're quite late eaters, and but we'd skipped lunch, went for an early dinner, six thirty. The restaurant was half full by seven thirty. It was completely packed, and it seemed a large proportion of those were actually locals of coming oh. there. So it, 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 it's actually a destination restaurant, and I I thought that was sensational. Yeah. It just proved that we're not all just sitting in our rooms eating pizza. No, that sounds great, and. What sort of a rate do you think you'd be paying there? Do you any idea? 
Well, this is where it also, too, it reflects that um, four-star nature. So um, if you had a look over the next couple of weeks, then you'll be paying roughly between $170 to $200 a night. Wow, so, that's actually good. Yeah, and, that, um, and uh, you know, it does full breakfasts as well, which are delicious. Mm. But the thing about that restaurant, too, is that it actually has a sense of place. So it is tapping into its two main producers' areas, which is the Dandenong Ranges yep. and the Yarra Valley, to bring the to bring produce in and also, of course, on the wine list. You know, there's some cracker wines on there yeah. that you've drawn from, from the Yarra Valley, from sparklings to, you know, they're, they're, you know they are so well-known for cool climate, um, Pinot Noirs. So I stayed, yeah. I stayed um, very local, very patriotic, and the type of food that they were featuring on that menu you know, really focused on... Uh, oh, um, you had a on trout dish right there that looked beautiful. Oh, fabulous trout. Mm. And there was, um, you know, really beautiful rhubarb. There was a rhubarb yeah. dessert. There was a bit of a standout as well. They had a lamb tomahawk, which I don't think I've ever, I've ever had a lamb tomahawk. But this but it is was, like a dirty big beef uh, well, it was, it was, cut, it, isn't it? Yeah, I've not not quite sort of not quite as intimidating. Like ah. so, so um, yeah, but a gorgeous kingfish ceviche, and um, and and I just think you know when you pair it with something like you know they had uh, the pinots from sticks in the Yarra Valley, and I mean and um, giant steps and those sorts of you know uh, fantastic uh, wow. light reds, yeah. then you really can't go wrong on this one. So I think they've done a great well, I a think great job. A trend spotter, you've done well. I've, Thank you. I think you've uh, you've done really well there. So maybe we'll have to put you on the suburban gravy train. And <laughs> what else you can come up with around the wilds of Melbourne? There are plenty of uh, this is this is a national trend. You know this is right. and there's plenty of this coming um, around the around the country. And you'll see that on the fringes. You know places in in Sydney. You know I mean Parramatta's not on the fringes anymore. But you know that's such a growth area of yeah. of great hotels. Also, as you say, tapping into the commercial. Um, the commercial setups there, yeah. and uh, yeah, I think it's I think it's a trend that we're going to see an uh, in, in increasing trend as we as we explore more of our own country. And I think with rising air, you know, rising airfares is going to be the you know that next hindrance. Until that's sorted out, mm. then why not see what's on our own doorstep? From a hotel perspective, it's obviously going to be cheaper to put a twelve-story hotel in a suburban location than try to jam. 12 stories into the CBD or, um, you know, even inner, inner suburban Melbourne. Just the well, land alone is going to be outrageously that much more expensive, isn't it? Yeah, well, actually, to, um, just to point out that the Siebel has only six stories, so it's not an enormous skyscraper. Mm. Whereas when you're staying in the CBD, you've got to put those, you've, you've got to go up Multi. because of, you know, the smaller yeah. footprint. Yeah. And also you, you have to make value out of it. But then um, then that lets you also put in the facilities like, you know, there's a gym on the ground floor. There's also a guest laundry, which yeah. is one of, those, one of those peculiar features. I think one of those welcome features that you'll find that I found in a lot of the new four-star is that um, you know while they don't have a pool, they've still got a compact gym, and they but they've got things like a guest laundry, and then they've got um, they've got kitchenettes that are actually set up to encourage people to stay a little longer. So we had a hot plate in our room. We also had first time I've seen um, a a grater, you know, like a vegetable grater in a oh. in a hotel. Which is, okay. I know that was a bit random, but I thought, oh, there you go. That's the as cheese well as, on toast, isn't it? That's a little bit of cheese on toast, um, and you know the full kit. There was a a, a convection microwave oven. But as well, you know, you've got your iron, and, and I know a lot of people look for ironing boards. Me, never, never. 
I would rather go out unironed than iron anything, but um, that's right. why crush-free clothing was invented. Yeah. Unfortunately, um, that's not big for men. You I, find me a crush-free suit. I was going to say I know a lot of men look for it. Um, that's because I never do. But, um, mm. yeah, my husband's always, um, you know, chasing around for the iron. I am too. God love him. Yeah, yeah. I don't iron. So, um, so it had all of those facilities so that you could stay or if you are staying there just for one night, you've got everything at your fingertips so you're not having to run out and you're not compromising as well. So, you know, a okay. good coffee machine and um, and and enough to actually have uh, people around for a glass of wine or something afterwards. Well, I tell you what, Belle, I think you've actually hit the nail on the head. We need to keep our ears open because I remember Intercontinental saying that the IHG group, as they call themselves, saying that they were going to invest in suburban locations. And I was thinking, wow, you know, how many of them could there possibly be around Melbourne? Well, I think they're inventing them. There was one, they went, put something up in Dandenong and uh, there's, of course, Essendon Airport's got a Hyatt. Um, you know, there's an interesting range of options. So we might just have to keep a, an eye on that and uh, report so people know what, what options they have apart from the CBD. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, you, you've hit the nail on the head, you know, things like Dandenong and, and those peripherals. Um, tapping into the key the, the key tourism locations in uh, in well in in Melbourne anyway yeah. you know this is this is on the road down to the Mornington Peninsula up to um, up to the Yarra Ranges you know that's that's the sort of thing that they're that they're tapping into um, and in the locations that they're putting them on the on the suburban fringe beside the freeways so they're easy to get off to but uh, on the way on the way to somewhere just you know one of our fabulous um tourism destinations here in victoria sounds great well belinda thanks very much for being with us this year on travel writers radio i've really appreciated your reporting from all around the world you've had a wonderful year of, of travel i know you're bored absolutely at the minute <laughs> but you've got nowhere to go no uh, i'm working now i'm writing now i'm just going to sit down and write for the summer which is brilliant well, that's good i'm very appreciative of your being uh, available to us and we look forward to chatting with you again in 2023 and have a lovely break and uh, all well, the best for 2023 this is the travel writer show on j air 88 fm in melbourne